Let's return now to our top story. Russia's defense ministry says it has thwarted a Ukrainian attack in the occupied Donetsk region. Kyiv hasn't responded directly, but says there has been nearly 30 clashes in Donetsk and Luhansk. The increase in activity is the latest sign that an expected Ukrainian counteroffensive appears to have begun. So what exactly do we know? Well, let's speak to Ed Arnold, who's Research Fellow for the European Security within the International Security Studies Department at RUSI, that's a defence and security think tank. Ed, thank you for being with us. There's a lot that I want to ask you and a lot for us to get through, given what we've seen over recent hours about what's happening in Ukraine and indeed in Russia. What is your assessment, first of all, about whether this much-touted counter-offensive has actually now begun? Yes, well, the main point is that Ukrainian operational security is very tight. There'll be no significant announcement of a start of offensive, but what we're seeing is a lot more activity, certainly in the volume on the uh, line of contact between Ukraine and Russia, but also in terms of the forces that are starting to do slightly larger reconnaissance in forces. So where we saw them at smaller echelons, it seems that Ukraine's now operating at battalion level, and they're starting to probe Russian lines and defences to try and understand where the Russian defences are strong and where they're weak. And it's when they find that they're weak spots that they'll start to then start to push further in and we'll start to see the counteroffensive in sort of full swing. Yeah, and Ed, explain to me, if you will, you know, away from military parlance about what these kind of probing attacks are designed to determine. Uh, we were talking a little earlier to an advisor to the Ukrainian uh, military suggesting that this is just a case of finding out what sort of uh, defence is there, what sort of Russian forces are there and then they can plan a little more strategically is that how this works Yes, and Ukrainian intelligence, I mean, they'll have very good imagery of the defensive locations in terms of where the, you know, anti-tank ditches and tank traps and some elements of minefields, then the trench systems that are firstly up front and then also in reserve, and then further back. That's what really Ukraine needs to understand. It needs to understand the disposition of Russian forces within there. So they need to understand the strengths. That's actually much more difficult to see because obviously you can hide troops either within trench systems or wood blocks in the area. But then critically what Ukraine are now trying to do is also unmask the Russian guns which sit quite far behind the line and they can support mutually support a couple of different areas. If they start firing in the defensive they're easier to target and now Ukraine has longer range weapon systems that have been supplied by the UK, France and others so they'll be looking for those targets to take them out so they, that then they'll have a much easier go of it when the offensive really starts to kick in. Yeah, and Ed, what do you read into the fact that all of this talk of this Ukrainian counteroffensive is actually at the moment coming from the Russian side, isn't it? They're saying they've repelled an attack on some of their defences and that Ukraine wasn't successful. Ukraine, for its part, is staying silent on it. And as you would expect, and as you've touched on, they're not going to announce that the offensive has begun. Um, what do you read into what information we are getting and how credible it might be? Well, Ukraine, you know, they've been planning this operation for months. And like we said, throughout the entire war, the operational security has been very tight. And they're actually pressing quite a lot to say, you know, we're not going to put anything in the public domain and asking people to sort of remain silent on, on almost any aspect of that. And so that is a sort of Ukrainian position. In terms of what we have from the, from the Russians, I mean, it's the Russian Defense Ministry. The information has not been verified and they are very, very poor source of the truth. 
Um, so, you know, in terms of large scale offensive and sort of the troops and saying it didn't achieve its task, it had no success. Well, the whole point of at this point in the offensive, it's not necessarily to break the line. It's to try and find out where those areas in the Russian line are weak to then push forward with the uh, maneuver brigades and all of the you know, main battle tanks and other armored personnel uh, carriers that the Ukrainians have been getting for the West from the West over the last couple of months. Now, Ed, one of the most hotly contested, the most fought over parts of Ukraine, of course, um, has been Bakhmut. And I want to show viewers a map. And this is the map. And I just want to explain to viewers what we're looking at, because the area in red is Russian forces. Um, and then we'll start to get a sense of their advance on the city. Uh, this is from August of last year until May. And then the purple blobs appear, and that is Ukrainians fighting back. And it really does show you quite how scrappy, how hard fought over, how uh, difficult it has been for Russian forces to take that city. And then it's been subject to claim and counterclaim about who is in control. What is your assessment of what happened there and where we are right now as far as Bakhmud is concerned? Well, the Russians have captured the main part of the city and they, they, they are present there, but it's worth noting I mean, what is left of the city. You usually fight over these population centres because that's where the people are, that's where your source of power is in the region, and also that there is infrastructure there and it uses it as a sort of stepping stone for for other offensives. The Russians can't use Bakhmut as that just because of the way that they have fought over it. But at the moment, it looks like Ukraine is pushing on the flanks, so in the southwest and the north. And what's happening at the moment is Wagner forces that fought there need to recuperate. So they've, they've said that they're going to withdraw. They need about two months of recuperation and refitting before they can be reinvested. And they're trying to do a relief in place with Russian um, regular forces at the moment. What it allows Ukraine to do is just by pressing and probing, it disrupts that and it keeps Russian forces fixed in Bakhmut so that they're not in the defensive line, which is further, we've seen a lot of attacks or just probing, you know, to the north and the south of Bakhmut. So as, as long as Russian forces are invested there, they are fixed. Yes, um, and I suppose the challenge right now is working out what happens next, where we go from here. Um, and I'm interested in the, as you've touched on, the, the military operation. There is also a psychological operation going on here as well, an information war. And we saw that latest video published by the Ukrainian forces, fingers on lips, staying silent. What does that tell us about how important winning over emotions, the information war, how important that is for this battle? Yes, and it's important just in terms of, you know, the Ukrainian society and the populace, but actually what Ukraine has been very, very effective in doing is making sure that Western support continues to be high for Ukraine, both for the uh, military offensives that will be going on this year and probably next year as well, but also in terms of Ukrainian uh, longer term objectives in terms of their own defence and deterrence and potential EU, NATO and other membership institutions. So actually the audience, the target audience is not just Ukrainians, it is, it, it is also uh, wide and west and the the real issue at the moment is i mean russian morale has not been good and they have been on the defensive for a long time they mm -hmm. tried an offensive at the start of the year and it hasn't gone well and they've run out of offensive options this year really so being on the defensive knowing that you're going to have to face this um counteroffensive from ukraine will be pretty daunting for the russians Ed, we're really good, uh, grateful to have you with us. Thanks. There is uh, Ed Arnold, our research fellow for European security at RUSI.